privilege to have our labor law expert with us today again, Johannes Mokotedi, to discuss two interesting cases. The first one deals with an employee of the mine that wore high heels to work and that sort of led to him being fired, if I understand it correctly. And then the second one is uh, an SABC employee who was also dismissed and there was a dispute about that dismissal. But let's get to that one later. Let's first start with the high heel case. Uh, what what happened there, uh, Johannes? Okay. Uh, interesting set of facts, you know. Uh, basically, it's uh, the sartorial elegance look versus uh, health and safety in a workplace. Yes. Uh, in this instance, uh, the main employee who was the human resource coordinator was dismissed because of he was she was wearing heels at the employer at, at the at, at his at her workplace. Now uh, to sum it up briefly is that uh, uh, Teresa Mai, who is the respondent in this matter, uh, introduced a policy in 2015 that uh, the employees are not allowed to wear their heels and their slippers or sleepwears as they, they as they identified it. For security reasons, because you could obviously slip more easily with high heels, etc., and slippers. Yes, yes, yeah. And um, uh, that was in 2015, in 1st of June. And um, uh, they find this policy to be ambiguous. And uh, in 2017, they changed this policy to read more or less the same, but indicating that uh, heels are not allowed within the Teresa uh, premises and even sleepwear, which I still found also to be very ambiguous. And then mm. um, uh, the same year in September, one of their directors noted uh, Miss Fuken uh, uh, wearing high heels. He indicated this to one of the managers that uh, it is contrary to the policy of the company. And ultimately, one of the managers confronted Miss Mufuken. Uh, Miss Mufuken um, uh, complied, but uh, she complied that this was in any way hindering her to to display or to show her feminine side yes. which to a large extent i agree with her mm. now uh, miss mufuken complied now but miss mufuken lobbied for support amongst the female employees she approached a number of them that the policy was not uh, in line with the trends and with the constitution and 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 and, yes. and uh, ultimately uh, the the director who firstly noted her heard about Ms. Mufugeng not being happy and ultimately Ms. Mufugeng was charged. But you see, you know, interestingly, she was charged for insubordination and insolence, which meant that number one, insolence, you know, it's inciting others to do a crime or an unlawful action yes. and insubordination because of she failed to comply with the, with the unlawful instructions from the superior. So she carried on wearing the high heels. No, not really. It's not. It's not clear. But uh, but that's what she was charged for. Yes. And um, in uh, October 2017, she was dismissed. She referred the matter to the CCMA Rustenberg, and the, the CCMA Rustenberg, the matter was said by one commissioner, Dala, and Matala found uh, that uh, Miss the uh, found that the dismissal was fair, and uh, Miss Mufugin not being happy referred the matter to the Labour Court. Now, the question in the Labour Court, which the court had to answer, was specifically this uh, insubordination or insolence. Now, but the court also had to look at the, at these uh, policies of the mind, 
And interestingly, the court made some remarks, amongst others, that uh, the court indicated that they, they find nothing untoward or nothing unsecure or unhealthy about wearing a high heel shoot in their employees in the, in the employer's premises. But maybe to give you a, a brief background is that it appears from the facts that the employer, after introducing this policy in 2015, conducted a research mm. uh, to back up the policy. Mm. Now, after, after doing this research, that the employer unilaterally decided to implement this policy, mm. which makes the conduct to be unlawful. Without consulting the Without employees consent, first. Consulting the employees first. Now, the, the judge made a remark that it was uh, 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 unlawful for the, employee, for the employer to expect the employee to, be, to have acted not according to instructions or insubordinately against a policy which was unlawful. I see. Yeah. But you know... Where, where was she working? Is that clear? Was she working in an office or was she working at the mine where, where, where it might be dangerous to wear high heels? Or is that not clear from the facts? No, it's not clear from the facts. That is one of the reasons for criticism, that the policy was very vague and ambiguous. It was not indicated where, okay. how... It, it sounded like it applied to everywhere. To everywhere, yes. Which is maybe ridiculous to apply that to an office as well. Someone who just goes to the office and never is the mine as such. Yeah, and, and not bear in mind that she's a human resource coordinator. Yes. And from that, you know, you can assume that she was office bound. Yes. And yes. I think in, in such instance, it was extreme for mm -hmm. the mine to have introduced such a policy. Mm -hmm. But uh, she was dismissed in 2017 and only in 2022, June, the matter was said in the Labour Court because of, she was but not... But there she won the case, no? Yeah, she won the case at the Labour Court. She was uh, 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 reinstated mm. with um, uh, with pay and... Uh, for the full period. For the full period from 2017. Mm. And uh, the, the decision by the commissioner in the CCMA was the future and set aside. The wheels of justice turn slowly, no? But yeah. they do turn. So, so what do we learn? Because surely an employer can make a policy to cover any safety aspects and enforce that policy. An employee who doesn't keep to that policy, obviously, uh, is then guilty of insubordination. Um, however, what you're saying is that you must consult with your employees. You can't just unilaterally change your policy and that's it. Yes, that's correct. Therefore, uh, what we learn from this is that as an employer, when you want to introduce a policy, your policy must not be ambiguous and not be clear. Therefore, it's very important that it must be clear, reasonable in circumstance. And uh, before introducing this policy, you must have uh, the you must consult with your uh, empl employers. Otherwise, it will be tempted to be unilateral and it will be an unfair labor practice. Now, in this regard, the judge tagged this to be an unfair labor practice and regarded the action of Ms. Mufukeng in lobbying support from the others to be reasonable and to be fair mm. in situations such as maybe load, maybe going for a strike or something of that sort. Mm. And uh, the commissioner went on further to tell that um, uh, the Constitution and the Labor Relations Act covers such instances. Okay, yeah, interesting. All right, the second one deals with an SABC case yes. where SABC was the employer and I think it deals with the difference between an employee being absent yes. and a, an employing employee deserting his work, no, repudiating basically his contract of service. And, and, and the question is, when can you as an employer dismiss someone? Um, 
in circumstances like that. So yeah, please explain. Okay. Uh, it's very important that when you are faced with circumstance or situation where the, the employee is not reporting for work for a long period of time for you to conduct investigations. Remember, there's a distinction between an extended absence and desertion. Now, the, the difference between the two is that in respect of desertion, it is when the employee does not have the intention to come back. And in respect of a long period of absence, is the opposite. Now, in this instance, is that uh, in the SABC case, the employee was absent for a long period of time. After being period for a long period of time, uh, the SABC did a, a disciplinary inquiry and they dismissed the employee. Now, the employee reported for duty, and um, when he reported for duty, uh, the dismissal was withdrawn. Then, for whatever reason, the employee was also told orally at that inquiry that please come back to work. And the employee, amongst others, alleged that no, she waited for a letter mm. for her to be reinstated to work, which didn't happen. And he was absent for a long period of time. SABC did send various letters to, to, to the employee, and there was no response. And ultimately, the employee was dismissed. And the employee was not happy. He took the matter to the CCMA. And at the CCMA, the SABC argued that uh, they did not dismiss her. They simply deemed her conduct to be desertion and amounting to a repudiation of the contract. Mm. Therefore, they simply accepted the repudiation and that amounted to a dismissal. Now, the lesson to be learned in this instance is that when an employee is absent from work, investigate why. Then if you come, if maybe you realize that it's either desertion or maybe uh, long absenteeism, uh, advise the employee, employer to write letters on the employee, issue out the ultimatum, make sure that he receives the ultimatum. If she's not available, maybe on the address, try to use WhatsApp or any form of communication. Just prove that ultimately he was notified about the situation. And uh, in that situation, such as the SABC, an employer you can win where he, he has deserted and you simply accept the repudiation. So in this case, who won, won the matter? The SABC. The SABC won yeah. the matter. Okay. But yeah, as you often say, even if you might have a very strong case from a labor law point of view, you've got to always follow a certain process to make sure that it's fair, etc. No? Yeah. So, so if there's any doubt that an employer has rather make rather be safe than sorry yeah. <laughs> follow that process and obviously get legal advice if you're unsure about the process to be followed so to don't regret your steps later yeah it's very very important that uh, the ccma can found you to be procedurally unfair and award a compensation order against you as the employer now in a case of this instance it's also important to bear in mind that um, a long period of absence differ from one fix to another. Yes. You know, uh, but, but in our setup or in our in our law, there's no clear rule which indicates how long is it. Depends on the circumstances. Yeah, it depends on the circumstances. I see that in most cases of the CCMA, they will say five days. Therefore, if it's five days, I see also in many instances, in the mines, they will say that it's three days. Therefore, it depends on circumstances, but it's very important that you follow the correct process. All right. Thank you. Thank you.